Hello and welcome to Creature Tales, a podcast from RSPCA Victoria. I'm your host, Alexandra Keefe, and thank you for tuning in. Many Australians will be familiar with the name Peter Alexander. Peter is one of Australia's most successful business owners and fashion designers. Peter is known as the Pajama King for his work creating incredibly adorable sleepwear. What some listeners might not know is that Peter is also an RSPCA ambassador and he's raised more than $1 million for the organization over the years. I was lucky enough to chat to Peter in 2020 about his passion for animals and what drives him to continue raising money for charity. I would like to note that since we did this interview, Peter's beloved dog Butch has sadly passed away. We here at RSPCA send our condolences to Peter, and I know that listeners will enjoy hearing just how beautifully Peter speaks about Butch. Hello, Peter. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Alex. Peter, talk to me about when your love for animals really started. Even as as a child, uh, I grew up with two sisters, and whenever we got presents like colouring books or toys, they would always get dolls and things and, you know, pretty things, and I would always get the cliched man things like trucks and um, sport things, and I wasn't into that at all. I wasn't into the dolls either. What I always loved was animals. So even as a kid, um, I always wanted just to have colouring books that were animals. I only wanted to watch TV shows that were animals. All my sort of toys were all about creating a zoo and things like that. So ever since I was a child, I've been very drawn to the animal world. Obviously, when you're a child, you don't think about animal welfare. You just think about, you know, the joy and beauty of animals. Now, Peter, your first dog, Penny, played quite a big role in helping you establish your business. Can you talk about that? She brought so much joy to me that for whatever reason I made her the logo and the ambassador of the brand when I couldn't decide what pajama print I'd like I'd, I'd put 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 them all on the floor and she would go sit on the one that she liked I'd go okay that's that's the print I'm going to use it's so innocent and so simple the love between an animal and a person that it it, it sort of makes everything else feel not so important. Um, So she just really helped me in the sense of of creating my my business and as a person. I sort of always felt like because I didn't have to pay her financially for her help and her important decision making, I felt the best thing for me to do was to to make sure that my business contributed to animal welfare. That may not help Penny directly, but it certainly helps her kind. Penny sounds pretty incredible. And of course, you have two other amazing dogs now. What do you think it is about animals that you've always been drawn to? I think that they all just come in so many interesting shapes and sizes. And, you know, there's scary ones, there's huge, cute ones. It's it's like, I suppose, people who are into television shows and like all the characters. I like all the characters of the animal kingdom because there's something for everyone there. When I joined the RSPCA as an ambassador, I said, I'm happy, happy to love all creatures, great and small, but I put except spiders. I'm terrified of spiders. I, I'm such a big girl if there's a huntsman. I'm just like screaming, run, run for my life. Yet I'm quite happy going, you know, going up and picking up a snake. You can look at an animal and just feel emotion. And that's just a a beautiful thing. And, And, you know, particularly for domestic pets, they'll give you twice as much as you give them. So 
I never understand people who buy a pet and stick it outside and barely see see it. I sort of think, what's the point of having it? The point is is to have a connection and have a relationship. Um, they're not there for you know, just the sake of I've got a dog and I'll feed it twice a day and I might take it for a walk once a day. There's, there's so much more to to an, animals and there's so much joy to be had there. Paint a picture for me, Peter. What does a day in the life look like for your dogs? Oh, God. I always thought I'd be a great dad and now that I see how I treat my animals, I'll be the worst dad. I'll be a pushover. I mean, they sleep in my bed. They basically have the run of the house. I have little stairs for them to get up on the couch if they're small dogs. All my clothes are covered in hair. Um, My car is like a disaster. So, yes, I probably wouldn't be the poster child for discipline, but I would say I give them a lot lot of love and I spoil them and uh, they sort of want for nothing. I mean, I'm in a fortunate situation where I can afford to buy human food like roast chicken and steak and I cook it up for them every night. Um, I, I don't think they've ever had dog food and I know that sounds like terrible but I, I, you know I don't have kids so I can spoil my dogs on on things like like that and I know I'm going to get judged but you know if I'm being judged for loving them too much what what can I say okay I definitely wish I lived with you are there ever any dishes that your dogs turn their nose up at I do remember once I did give them tin dog food because I didn't have time and they literally smelled it and walked away but you know, they're spoiled. What can I say? Now, these lucky pooches are Betty and Butch. That is correct. The dogs at the moment are Betty and Butch. Um, Betty's a dash dash hound and Butch is uh, the most delicious mutt from the RSPCA that I adopted, who is now 18 years old and is the most beautiful dog. He's He's just kind to every human. He's kind to every dog. He's He's just one of those, from day one, he just was almost the perfect dog. I mean, we adopted him when he was 18 months old, so I didn't have to go through all that puppy drama. So I can't actually claim credit for his great nature. He arrived to me with amazing, you know, social skills with other dogs and other humans. And he's been a great big brother to Betty, who was a puppy when we got her. So he really looks after her, even though she is top, top dog. I would absolutely love to hear more about Butch's adoption story. You know, I just looked in Butch's eyes. Um, I went out to meet him and I took, I had Betty who was a little pup, puppy at that that point and I thought I'll take Betty out to see because they're going to be living together. And uh, as soon as I saw Butch and he had this big smile on his face, his tail was wagging. And the minute he saw little Betty, he started licking her ears and started being really sweet towards her. And I thought, this is the dog. You know, just it sometimes takes a bit of time to find the dog you connect with. I always say to people, it might not, you know, you might get lucky and it might happen straight away, but don't lose faith if it does take a few months. And this is something you have to care for for a decade or more. All puppies are cute, but you don't know what they're quite going to grow into. I'm also into adopting dogs that are actually quite a bit older because you you sort of know what you're going to get personality-wise. There's no surprises there. I think that is such a fantastic message. Now, Peter, did you know you were always going to be promoting animals in your business? It wasn't always a plan for me. It, it, the Penny, I was just so obsessed with her being my first dog. 
Uh, I just was, well, it's my business. I'll just stick a logo of her on, on that. Um, I understood the importance of a logo. So uh, I was looking for one. It was just going to be a PA. And then I thought, no, let's just make it the dog. Everyone likes dogs. Well, most people do. Um, and I, I just sort of thought, you know, I love, love her. And this is a nice way for me to celebrate her. And given how close you were to Penny, how does it make you feel knowing so many people now connect with her and love her? I know it's, you know, I, I do some tours around because we've got over a hundred stores around Australia now and I do do some tours around and people come to meet me and, you know, talk to me and ask, ask me questions. And I I can't tell you how many people have come to me and show me they've got tattoos of the, of the Penny logo, which is so fascinating to me. It's like, oh, my God. What do you think it is about the way you portray animals that people just love so much? Customers connect with my brand and raising money for the RSPCA because they see me that it's sincere. They see me that I do have dogs, that I do have rescue dogs, that the company actually does raise, you know, huge money for the RSPCA. So I think it's the sincerity that they respond to. Um, and they 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 buy in, in into all, all this because it's done with such love and passion. Customers are sort of clever; they can sort of sense if you're being real or not. And uh, my customers have grown up with me for the last thirty five years, and they they sort of trust, I suppose, what I do, and uh, you know, and I, that's great because it's really helped me raise a lot of money and support. Can you take me through some of the most successful campaigns you've launched to help raise money for RSPCA? Well, each year I set set myself a financial goal um, on how much I, w- I want to raise for the RSPCA. Um, it started off with like I wanted to raise 20000 20, and then it went up to 50000 now it's up to 100000 now it's up to 200000 So as I've grown each year, it's it's grown with, with it. Um, the first thing that we did was we decided most of my customers, probably 80% of them are ladies. Um, So we decided we would do a calendar featuring hot, cute boys and gorgeous rescue dogs and combine them together. Everyone either likes a cute boy or a a cute dog. Because I had a lot of contacts in the modelling industry, I got all the models to donate their time, the photographer to donate their time, the printing people who did my catalogues to donate the paper and the print. And we sold them uh, in, in, in our stores and, you know, they just, they sold, sold out each year. We had an opportunity to do a pyjama collaboration with Miss, Mr. Men and I sort of said, said to them, I would love to write my own Mr. Men book featuring Penny and all the proceeds go to the RSPCA. And what I wanted to feature is Penny looks different from other dogs. She's very long. And I wanted to have a story about that even if you look different um, and you may feel that you're short, uh, compared to other dogs, there's advantages, and every 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 other dog's also got a thing that they're they're not comfortable with. So lately, for the last few years, what I've been doing more is um, selling chocolates with a hundred percent of the money going to RSPCA. We do do it now twice a year during Easter and Mother's Day, and during Christmas, November, December, which are which is our busiest gift giving periods when you buy it a hundred percent of your money goes to the rspca because nothing worse than 
for me, when people try to flog you a charity thing and you find out only 20% goes to the charity. And how do you feel, Peter, knowing that you have made such a massive contribution to an issue that you feel so strongly about? Well, I think we've raised over a million dollars, which is amazing, but I'm the sort of person who always wants to do more. Like I sort of, the past is the past. And although it's great that I've done it, I'm always looking into the future. I'm not a very um, reflective person. I tend to always want to do a better job. When COVID hit and all, all our stores closed, particularly in Victoria, we lost a lot of uh, money to raise for the RSPCA. So I literally just went to my bank and put it in personally to cover the shortfall because if, if I set goals for myself, I do everything I can to get get there. I'm not the most academically successful person. I never went to university. Um, I was pretty much a D student at school. I've always been um, very ambitious and goal-driven. Dream big. You might not have to go the traditional path, but you can sometimes land where you want to land with some other skills that you may have that don't get scored as a, a skill, I suppose, at school. Because I had learning disabilities, I was all, always in remedial classes at school. I was always sort of called stupid and things like that. But I sort of always had faith in myself that I would do something good, and, and I have, and I'm proud of that, and I'm very proud of the association that with the RSPCA that it could be something that uh, I can do and continue doing for the rest of my, my, my life. Peter, that donation from your own pocket was so incredibly generous. Was that something you had to think twice about or was that just a priority for you? If I want to support the RSPCA year after year after year, I can't just turn around and say, oh, sorry, COVID happened. Um, animals, animal welfare didn't stop because COVID happened. They still need support, if not more than ever. So it wasn't a hard decision really at all. Do you think that more companies need to be stepping up to help issues like animal welfare? I think everyone in a high profile or also in a high economic group should have a charity that emotes to them. If it's animals, great. If it's not, then that's fine as well. It's a responsibility if you've got a platform to use it and it's a responsibility if you're earning a lot of money to give back. And I I take that responsibility on board and, you know, that's my choice. It does annoy me when other well-known people use it as a PR stunt or a company even uses it as a PR stunt. I just feel that customers like knowing where a company stands. Even when, the, when you know, the gay marriage thing happened, you know, I put something in, in my window. And, you know, I got ne- negative responses. I got positive responses. But I was being true true to myself and, and making sure that I was letting people know this is where I stand. And all, all my staff stood with me. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's important to, to stand up and be count- counted. Animals can't talk for themselves. If you can do a little bit, it's amazing how much a little bit helps. Um, you, you know, we have kids who come in with their coins and, you know, say, can we donate this to the RSPCA, which is just so nice. When it comes to fundraising and the Peter Alexander brand, do you have a vision for what that might look like further down the track? I, I, I have a vision to always do a better job. Uh, if I decide to ever, you know, step down. I always have this sort of fantasy that I would do more for the RSPCA, um, use my skills 
somehow better there, whether it's in marketing or um, promotions. I don't know. Well, Peter, I can confirm that absolutely everyone at RSPCA would love to have you on board. <laughs> I'm always sort of looking for things to do uh, just because the RSPCA, I mean, I've gone to a lot of the shelters around the country and met people. Uh, everyone who works there is there for the love of the job. Everyone seems to be so nice and happy and doing an amazing job and it's incredible to me to have a big corporation like that that can deal with a lot of horrible things yet everyone in the business is stepping up and and not letting that energy come back to the company because when you think of RSPCA you're it's a hap, it's a happy vibe when you know it could be all about the negative side of animal abuse but it's an amazing com- company that that people attach happiness to that 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 brand that's so lovely to hear we certainly hope that that's how people feel in general when they come and visit us at rspca now peter on a more personal note covid19 had huge impacts for the fashion industry how has business been for you this year well you know i'm one of the lucky businesses because people are staying home they seem to be stocking up on pajamas a lot we've had the best year sales we've ever had and it's embarrassing to say but also because we have such such a large online presence and i started off as an online company um our online's really great our delivery's really good and people trust it so they trust the product they trust the brand so Business has been booming for us, so I can't can't complain. But it is nice to get all the stores open and the staff back to to work. Well, I can promise that I have been absolutely living in the Peter Alexander pajamas that I got for Christmas last year. <laughs> Good to hear. And Peter, what would you say to someone who might be considering helping out a charitable organisation? It'd be good for people to understand they can get get on on with their lives and their passions, but you should always. Keep in mind that there's help needed, and um, even as I said, it doesn't matter if it's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. It actually is a really nice thing to do for yourself and for animals to to find whatever charity it is that gives you um, uh, an emotional connection with, and hopefully it's the RSPCA. Uh, but you know, you just don't realise how much the RSPCA does uh, behind the scenes and how important it is and how little government support financially they get. Um, that was probably one of the biggest surprises to me when I researched the RSPCA. I thought the government would do a lot more. Now, thanks for everything they do, 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 but they don't uh, step up as the way I thought they might and they need community support and um, so I just hope that everybody who's listening to 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 this um, can do what they do and if you can't give financially if you do have a pet make sure that you give them the love and the kisses and the and the attention they they deserve that was Peter Alexander fashion designer pajama king and RSPCA ambassador Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll be back again soon with another episode. But as always, thank you for tuning in.